Hello, friends. Before we get started here, I wanted to remind everyone that this episode, as all of our episodes from here on out until further notice, are brought to you by OutbreakChallenge.com. Go to OutbreakChallenge.com and enter the code ZOMBIERUN, and you'll get 15% off your um, chosen zombie escape package. So do that shit. Lose some weight. Be happy about yourself. Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. I love both you boys. You're great friends, and I'm glad you're my friends. Oh, man. That's so sweet. be kind to each other. Indeed. Let's eviscerate this show, though. (laughs) Okay. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, I accidentally spoiled myself uh, because I was reading an article about Madison coming back. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, you know, Kim Dickens coming back to the show and when that was going to happen. And I missed, you know, when you're scrolling through an article online, uh, sometimes there will be, especially on like sites like Screen Rant or whatever, where their thing is like all about views. Sometimes it goes immediately into another article. Sure. And right. sometimes if you're not careful, you're not paying attention and you're reading and you're just scrolling up and you scroll past the title and i start i was reading this thing about madison and then the next thing i know i was reading uh alicia cut off her arm because of a zombie bite and and uh and what does it say that she's still alive and like i was like what no help oh shit now i've got to wait a couple more weeks to be mad about this (laughs) and the time has come Welcome, folks, to Zompocalypse Now, the podcast where we get together and talk about things undead, like The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, which is what we're talking about this particular episode. We have a... But fuck the world beyond, because fuck that show. Yeah, we beat it. <laughs> Honestly, folks, we're not finishing the second season uh, unless under duress. Um, I, I think that I'm, I'm willing to be blackmailed. But that's about as far as it's going to go. It would um, it would look like the scene from Clockwork Orange where your eyes are probably <laughs> open. And... Um, <laughs> except that I might I might watch it. I'm a bit of a completionist. Yeah. The sad thing like is, this, is that that's so... that's actually true. Is that we probably will. This uh, week but... I didn't yell at the show that much. And there were some honestly some really cool things that happened in this episode. Oh, uh, this, oh. this is episode eight. Of, yes. of season seven and this is of course this is the episode where we're, we got the break in between parts of season seven here um, and this is called padre which of course is the location people have been talking about all season long where it is safe where where everyone can go and it's gonna be okay so as so we've been told spoiler so alert to believe it <laughs> This may not be the truest of things. My name is Timothy Harvey. I'm, I'm I, Curtis. And I'm Dustin. 
and we are going to talk about Padre tonight. So we start um, at the actually at the beginning of the season with Strand killing that little idiot white dude um, who doesn't know does not yet know that Alicia really only kind of really gets into black artists. Oh my god! Okay, so. Alicia's little friend is the one he throws off the roof. Yeah. Right. Yep. Oh cool. my God. I didn't even add that up. Oh, you okay. just getting that Curtis. Yeah. So I, I was going to have you explain it to me. I'm glad it happened quick. Okay. So um, then it flashes back to Alicia getting locked in the bunker initially. Uh, she tries to get her fight, you know, tries to, fight her way out but then she gets caught and brought to the to that weird guy who ended up uh unleashing unleashing the nuclear walkers on strands tower um and he's like you're our new leader and she's like i don't want to do this and he's like ah you'll figure it out we'll you'll you'll get there in time everybody says you don't but you do yeah <laughs> which you know it's like if i i don't know I think that Alicia's got a lot of, uh, well, I guess here I go in her. Well, she does actually have a good series of examples of people just becoming the leaders of cults. I mean, she's got a track record with with experiences involving cults. I mean, this is not her Mm -hmm. first cult rodeo. That is true. Oh, yeah. She's got a resume of cults. Well, really, I mean, it's all because of her brother, Nick, who did, who never found a charismatic uh, father or mother figure he did not like. You know, he let's see. He fell in with the crazy abuela in Mexico yeah. who, who, who uh, fought the walkers for people. He fell in with the guy who claimed to be cured from a walker bite. Uh, he... Uh, he really got underneath that uh, that white supremacist guy with the compound. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's see. That, give me. There's three examples. I'm sure there are more. This has been the show where. Why? What week is this? Is it a new apocalyptic cult? Why? Yes. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. That's like seasons one, two, and three, right there. <sighs> right. And I bet you anything, if, if it had been Nick who had survived instead of Alicia, like he would have bought into, he would have been time walkers to trees all over the place. Like it would have been his new thing. Yeah, I know. They said they brought him to the tree and said, what do you see? Oh, he'd see it all immediately. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, I see it. I see what you're talking about. Yep. yep. Where do I sign? <laughs> do you have any yeah. drugs? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to have some sort of some sort of out of body experience if possible. <laughs> he is very dead, however, and his sister is not on the cult train. Yeah. No, she's on another crazy train. She's looking for ways out of this compound, like because she wants to get there because she's locked in the basement way before the bombs go off. Like a couple of weeks before right. the bombs go off. And so she spends a good amount of time trying to figure out her way out. And that's how she finds Will. Because he was part of the senator staff 
before uh, Teddy's crazies showed up. I thought and I, it, I'm sorry. It seemed like the timeline was like 48 hours. She was locked in there before the bombs went off. So I thought like it was longer. Seemed okay. like that was the last thing Teddy did before he headed to the bunker. So the bombs go off while after she, spoiler alert for the episode, cuts off her own arm. Um, because she was unconscious when the bombs went off. Yeah, because that was what caused the cave in. So she she did not actually get to experience the end of the world quite the same way as the others did. Right. Because Will tells her about how her friends tried to stop it and failed. Yeah. Because Strand, Strand thought he could do a better job than Morgan. Strand still thinks he can do a better job than Morgan. And who knows? Maybe his little, you know. He's super, he needs Alicia, Alicia to do it. Right. Um, so we kind of bounced around a little bit. Essentially what happens is uh, Will thinks that if they let the Senator zombie go out, he will find a way out through some tunnels. Oh, by the way, Will is a post-apocalyptic virgin. Yes, he's been hiding in this bunker for years. I've never he's, seen the outside. He Literally, he's been down here for what? A, close to a decade now. Yes. And uh, most of it on his own at, at, at this point. Because well, however long Teddy's most... had the, however yeah. long Teddy's people took yeah. yeah, I wouldn't say probably, I wouldn't say most of it. I would say he probably was down there alone, uh, hiding for maybe, maybe a little under about, you know, a little under over a year. I don't know how long somebody could hide out that much. And if you look at, the Senator Walker, he's not that decomposed. He's still in pretty good shape. All things considered. Yeah. But yeah, so he doesn't have any idea what the world outside has been like. He's got, he's not even sure how, you know, he's not familiar with the undead at all. And that explains, if you go back to episode one, how he kind of sat there and cried. Like he would have like little emotional breakdowns because he didn't know what the world was like. With, you know, he was not used to it. And I'm sure at some point he might have even said how long he had been down there with the senator. Um, but it's not necessarily important to the actual Yeah, it doesn't matter. Story. Yeah. So when the bombs go off and the cave, they're, they're crawling, crawling through some tunnels and the cave collapses, the tunnel collapses, and there's rocks in between Will and Alicia and the senator Will is on one side of the rocks, Alicia and the Senator on the other. And uh, for, for story reasons, uh, <laughs> she's like, oh no, I, you know, I can't kill the Senator zombie. Uh, and so instead of bashing his ass, his ass face in, uh, she, he bites her on the arm. Right. So the idea here is that Will, who has no experience with this post-apocalyptic world, has got it in his head that the senator will be able to, something, something will be left inside the dead, zombified senator to lead them to Padres. And he's the only person who knows where it is. And Alicia, who has all the experience to tell her that this is not the case, 
decides that this is worth a shot. Nobody now, mentions how he's a fucking senator. Like literally everything he says is going to be some kind of self-serving lie. Well, mm. even if he was a hundred percent honest, he was the best, most Jesus-like senator in the history of senators. Right. He's still was, dead. He's yeah. he's, he's dead. <laughs> he's not a live he's, person. Any he's, he's a dead person. <laughs> um. Well, again, in my spoiling of myself, this actually harkens back uh, this idea that the walkers had something of themselves left in them not much but a little bit of something harkens back to season one of the og show uh because that was going to be something that thank frank darabond explored and if you remember the first episode morgan says he can't kill his wife because when sometimes she comes to the door Mm-hmm. Like she's wanting to come home. And and it even shows there's even a part in that episode where he's looking at her through a scope and she looks up at the house with what appears to be some sort of like longing in her face. And Frank Darabond was going to explore that idea before he was uh, not showing being showman anymore. This was promptly showrunner, I think is the word you're yeah. looking for. This was promptly ditched, by the way, uh, yes. and has not really been part of the shows. In fact, the idea that there's anything less than just killing and eating machines to The Walking Dead is not something that, that has been part of the story for a very long time. It, right. I don't have a problem with the idea of it coming back. I have a bit of a problem with Alicia going, yes, despite everything I have seen over the last several years, I will think this is a plan worth following. Right. I agree with you. But, you know, here we are. (laughs) Because she gets some, she gets bit and she does a lot less screaming than the, the, the severity of that wound. I'm like, I'd be doing a lot more screaming and, and crying and blood spraying all over the place right? with that kind of wound. But, eh, you know, maybe that's just me. Yeah. But she cut, she does successfully cut her own arm off before she passes out and, uh, and then wakes up later in like a little hot in her little room, like in, it seems to be okay. She's sweaty and, you know, but it seems like she has, survive this bite but alicia does not believe that she has she believes that she is still sick like she's still going to turn into a walker at some point uh how she came to this conclusion is really like an interesting leap considering that she has not been examined by a doctor uh that if if her if if her believing this is uh, just a result of her like tr- taking all the penicillin in the bunker and not feeling any better it's not very scientific well the the thing that kept popping in my brain was is the reason teddy chose her because he somehow knew that she had an antibody that was made her immune to zombie bites Okay, so 
I can see Teddy thinking that because Teddy was crazy. Well, but here's here. I will. I, I have to again because um, I I may have been researching this. Like every time I see now, every time I see an, an Alicia think piece on one of my geek sites, I have read it. Uh, and a lot of people are proposing that exact thing is that there's a possibility because apparently way back in season two, they were talking about, you know, no virus is 100. Like there's never a virus that no one is immune to. Okay, and, so the idea that she might not Okay, so the premise of the show is that everybody, if they die, becomes a zombie. Everybody's yes, all got it in. And the idea that somebody would die and not become a zombie, yes, viruses behave that way. And despite the fact that I have not watched the episodes involved, I've read a few think pieces on Walking Dead World Beyond, where they actually go back and they say, this is how the zombie origin, the, the origin of the zombie virus happened. And the thing that we heard back in season one of The Walking Dead, where they got to the CDC and they talked to that doctor, mm -hmm. is partially true. And this the whole zombie apocalypse came out of a French lab where mm -hmm. this outbreak got out and they tried to, and, and it was a, like a milder, a milder form of the zombie apocalypse. And they were like, oh no, we have to stop this. And in trying to stop it, they actually ended up making it worse. Mm. And so the idea that this is a manufactured, it was originally a manufactured illness. And then it was amplified by their attempts to cure it. I don't have a problem with Alicia being, maybe getting a milder form of it or even being immune to it it would actually make for potentially some interesting stories to tell. I'm really hoping that's the direction they're going because they need an interesting story. Oh, right now. because if she dies and Madison comes back, the world will burn. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, well, Strand, Strand has no idea what he is. <laughs> I, what, that's one of the things I love about the end of this, of this episode is, is Alicia goes like the Turned to Morgan to be like, how long do you think we can hold out at the at the sub? And he's like, two weeks at the most. And she's like, that's all the time I need. <laughs> I am. Well, she is her mother's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and the look on Strand's face is like, yo, no, she's very serious. <laughs> like, but like, okay, so one of the the reason we the way we and all this time, all these things we've been talking about have been flashbacks. Yeah, because mm -hmm. what's going on is Alicia and Morgan are following the senator zombie around, like hoping he'll lead them to Padre. And, and Alicia, she's by the way, not, and she's not telling him shit about why or what's right. going on. Yeah. It drove me fucking crazy. That's like the new thing, right? That used to be, don't go in there. I have to do it. No, me. No, now me. Yeah. And it used to be that. And now it's, tell me what's going on. And then they just stare off into the distance as they have another flashback. Yeah. And that's. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's very much a writerly thing. It's, it's another version of the, let's start the conversation as we get into the car. 
let's end the conversation as we get out of the car, Mm -hmm. as we've been driving in LA and stuck in traffic for the last two hours. (laughs) But we didn't say a word inside the car. (laughs) There's a great damn thing. Uh, there's a great Simpsons episode where it, it talks about that, where it's like Marge is a t- like considering having an affair. It's an early, early episode. Uh, and the guy is, she's like, she's like, where are we going? And he goes somewhere. And then it's like her, then they're in the glider, like one of those, you know, and then he says, wonderful. And she's like, what? You haven't said a word since the whole 45 minute drive and then getting into this glider? Like, you haven't said a word. What's going on? No. Yeah. I, and, and for everything that's been happening in the world, the idea that Morgan would just like let it go for as long as he does. And, and there's no reason for her not to explain this to him. She has to do it at some point. She can't have be sitting there. I've been looking for Morgan. He's got to help me. And then I'm not going to tell him why for long periods of time. Right. And he's like, you don't have to tell me now, but you'll you know, tell me later's fine. And he's a patient guy. We've established that with Morgan, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah I know. I liked his little, like, I've got to do something different speech because what I've been doing ain't working. I can't wait till he figures out what that different thing is because that's kind yeah. of fun. I like the fact that he was like, when she told him why they were supposed to be following the zombie, he was like, him? Him? <laughs> <laughs> are, are, you, are you sure? Because <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. But so, but Strand is out looking for him and eventually finds him and starts shooting at him. Yeah. And that causes Alicia to fall on the walker and he takes a big chunk out of what looks like her arm, but it's not really her arm because Wait, we, was it her other arm? No, it was it was the it was he took a chunk out of the leather uh sleeve she had her arm in. Okay. And it's not really her arm because she cut her arm off before and she has one of the most badass prosthetics. Yeah. It is her own bones wired together with what looks like um, a harpoon. It's some metal framework with spikes on the end. Yeah, where she can, I guess it's been hooked up to where the spike comes out because later she like hacks poor zombie Will's whole, whole face with it. Yeah, but it's badass. It's her own arm bone turned into her prosthetic. Somebody really thought hard about that. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, this kind of turns her into Rick from the comic mm-hmm. because Rick got it, lost his hand in the comic, and she's getting ready to go with go to war. With a former ally, she's Rick. (laughs) Well, there's always been a lot of different uh, characters taking on the Rick persona over the last couple of years. Sometimes even when when Rick was still around, Rick wasn't Rick. That's true. Um, But yeah, she's definitely having her Rick moment of, you know, I'm I'm coming after you, Morgan. And I've got an awesome prosthetic to do it. Yeah, and and 
Oh, can't wait to see what the, what happens there. Now, her reason for okay, so Strand wants her to come to the tower and help because, him run it. Right, because he part of Strand recognizes that Strand needs someone to be his conscience. He's not good at having one of his own. And his right. little his little uh, uh, weasel uh, assistant is willing to go along with anything he wants. And he's got so many people who are willing to do what he wants. He's basically got all that power and authority that he's always apparently told himself he wanted. But even he, even he realizes that he's got to have someone who can tell him no. Right. And he thinks Alicia. And apparently... He loves Alicia because he basically says that tonight. He does. He he says it in the response of the reason that he killed Will was because that Will said he loved Alicia, and that's the trigger that killed that made Strand kill him. Well, but I think it was more along the lines of he was. That's when he was trying to keep her away. Like when he was saying, "I, you know, how am I going to keep Alicia?" Before he realized, because he came to the realization. This season, after the after killing Will, he thought, if I could keep Alicia away, she can't be my conscience. So what's a good way to keep her away? I'll kill this idiot boy who thinks he's going to get into her pants. But, and then... Um, yeah, I, 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 think, I think he's... It's not a romantic love, because that's not who Strand is. And Strand's big love affair was with a man. And while I'm not saying that Strand couldn't be bisexual, I'm saying I don't think it's a romantic love. But I think that he is very possessive of the idea of her. Yeah, he wants to. He wants her as property, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think she is think kind that, of. I mean, it's it's him and him and her and Daniel are the only ones, and she's essentially the only one who's never given up on him through the entire apocalypse. Which is, I mean, I think, I think that there's some sort of twisted love thing happening, yeah. But he also is such, he's, I don't know if we get to have redeemable strand on this show at this point. Hmm. Maybe, maybe he'll change his, he'll change his facial hair configuration and then we'll forgive him. I'm not saying we can't, but I'm I don't think they're setting us up to give us that. No. <laughs> no. No. Um, no. Because like <laughs> like her mother, like her mother, Alicia's going to uh, burn it all to the ground. Right. And Coleman Domingo does not need this show. No, Just not so, anymore. <laughs> let's be clear, folks. He doesn't need this show. He might be having <laughs> a great time doing it because clearly he's enjoying being the you know little martinet, but he does not need this show. Yep. There, there's, there's real talk that he is going to win an Oscar this year. For Candyman? No, uh, he was in a movie called... Uh, Oh gosh, what was it called? Uh, Rico or Tito or something like that? Hang on. Give me one it's, second. It's typical of great Oscar worthy movies that no one can remember what the hell it's called. 
people well, he don't was watch, in, he was people in, don't watch the smart movies and talk about them you know la, in 2020 he was in zola and ma rainey's black bottom that, um and yeah zola year, is the one that they're talking about i didn't realize there was a movie version of ma rainey's black bottom i know that the play was going on in kansas city some months ago oh yeah no it um I want to say it got a ton of really fantastic reviews. And it's Chad McBoseman's um, last released film. Hmm. Oh, wow. And I think I've met that playwright, actually. If that's the same guy. Can't remember. August Wilson? I don't think I met him, though. Yeah, it's August Wilson. Maybe I did. I don't know. I was at a playwriting conference doing reads of, you know, different works. And uh, I met maybe the best playwright I've ever heard of. He's just amazing. And um, I can't remember the dang guy's name or any of his plays. Thanks, pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, um, good for him. But uh, where are we at? Covered the um, yeah. Uh, essentially, essentially, uh, we've done the whole episode. We've talked. Oh about yeah. Well, the oh, the senator ends up leading them to the tower. Oh that's, right. That's where they end up. Yeah, because he's got he's following the light from the uh, uh, the lighthouse on top of the tower. Yeah. And Alicia keeps saying, "I've got to follow the senator. He's going to lead us to a place where my people will be safe." And it turns out going to the tower, and for a, like a second before the will zombie comes out, it looks like she is going to go into the tower. That they're gonna go ahead and do that, but then she's so sees close. Will and, yeah, well, and, so close. And I think, quite frankly, she's trying to make a decision based on saving the biggest number of people, which is Alicia. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is this this fits with her character. She would she's trying to save other people. She doesn't think she's going to live very long. And Strand might be awful, but at least those people could have a chance. Mm-hmm. And then Will, by the strength of the power of the writer, his zombie shows up at just the right moment. And Alicia makes an interesting logic leap. In a world full of dead people, many of whom you used to know, the fact that one of them shows up, okay, it's somebody that you used to know. It's somebody that you you said some harsh things to the last time you, t- you spoke. You feel bad. I get it. But for her to sit there and to look at Strand and say, did you do this? There's a whole world out here full of people who could have killed Will, or Will could have been bitten by a zombie just randomly, or he could have fallen off a horse or he could have tripped and face planted into a spike, all kinds of things. He could have tripped down the stairs. We don't know. Alicia doesn't know. Nobody knows except Strand, who doesn't say, oh, did you know him? She goes, did you do this? And it's like... Well, didn't didn't he say, like, don't go over there, or something like, hey... Hey. Morgan said he was going to take care of oh. it. And she was like, so 
And then of course, Strand, who somehow can identify this guy, this, this person he killed, not the last person he killed, by the way, from, you know, weeks and weeks ago, who of course also fell off a building and is like half his head is like completely trashed. Strand could sit there and go, oh yes, I remember him. He said he <laughs> loved you, so I had to kill him. And it's like, okay, sure. All right. I mean, it's, it's, it's contrived as fuck, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's but just so, so I contrived. Thought it was a, I thought it was an okay way to kind of bring the whole season full circle. Oh, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm saying that it works because the writers sat there and went, how can I tie this to the very beginning of the season and give her a reason to declare war in a very, very not subtle way? Yeah. I liked it though. <laughs> I loved that. I, I really did. I, you know, I know that it's, you know, like cheesy and like, you know, all he had to do was be like, okay, fine. And then have his two guards gun their asses down where they stood. But, you know. Well, I and the thing it. is, is that that's where the episode ends after her declaring war. And if the next episode picks up with them, like, not standing in front of him, then it'll be like, how? <laughs> She's going to end up just, oh, they're going to fling so many zombies at that place. Yeah. Well, and they're going to go full on Monty Python with it. It's going to be holy grailing the shit out of it. I'm I'm minorly, minorly interested in finding out what they're going to do with Alicia because enough people online believe that this is going to end up introducing the fact that she is immune in some way uh, that I, you know, if that was the way they're going, I know this show and I know they're going to be like, no. Jenna Elfman's going to figure it out and develop a serum. Yeah, she's going to figure it out with her, like, like that woman, that poor, Jude is, like, what I love that, like, we'll take you into Jude and see what she thinks, like, Jude was a nurse, like, she wasn't a viral, like, she, that bitch has treated cancer, like, <laughs> you know. She's a good nurse, though. She's yeah. a good nurse. Well, well, nurses typically know a hell of a lot more than doctors do. Well, they know a lot more generally because most doctors are specialists. That's true. So I think that there is a very real chance that A, she is somehow immune, or B, she's still fighting a nasty general infection. Because Will points out that when, because when she first wakes up and she basically tells Will he's a terrible person for not murdering her. Yeah. Um, just one of the another great prosthetic, by the way, that's just oozing pus like it's oh, yeah. fucking, <laughs> but she's like it's a dripping coffee out of it. <laughs> no, it's nice. it looks great. He points out that she was in like a sewer and she cut her arm off. There's a reason yeah. she had a fever, mm -hmm. and yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean it was the zombie, you know, death bite. And the thing is, is that it still doesn't. The fact is, she could still be sick. Right. She could and still yeah. be, and, like and, I said, you know, 
she may not be zombie anything. She could just be like low, you know, long running general. Yeah, and sickness. He, he, she doesn't. She doesn't tell us why she came to that conclusion, except for that's what she feels like it is. Like she didn't. She didn't pull out a pull out a centrifuge <laughs> and like do a scientific investigation. She just was like, I feel like I'm probably going to turn into a zombie. Well, she's right. She will eventually if she dies. That's what happens on this show. But if she dies before Madison comes back, then the new opening sequence will just be a, it'll be a completely blasted landscape. No radiation because Madison will have burned it all away with her (laughs) fury and rage. And it'll just be for, for miles in every direction. It will just be glass. (laughs) <laughs> do you um i'm i'm not asking like like the it, i think it would be very much a like saint of killers or punisher kills the marvel universe sort of situation where it's just like like in in the preacher comics i'm not sure if they really i don't think he did this in the in the show i think the he got killed pretty quick in the show but in the comics like that dude's family dies, and then he's just like, no one else gets to live, and just starts murdering people until finally, like, they take him out. But you know, and the same kind of thing in the Punisher kills the Marvel Universe. It's like, oh, I guess I should just kill everybody now. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that would be a very Madison thing to decide. Oh, I've been separated from my children for years; they're both dead. Uh, I'm just going to start with you and just see how many people and then it would be like she'd show up on the regular show like, and they'd be like it's just like this woman and she walks into the town and she just kills people <laughs> she just kills you <laughs> until you're dead so yeah. we'll get to the Rick movies and we'll find out that the reason he hasn't been back to the show is that he's been running from this crazy person who's been burning the commonwealth down to the ground <laughs> He's just been fleeing for his life in the opposite direction. You know what I was thinking today? Uh, I, it just popped into my head that this would be the funniest uh, spinoff to The Walking Dead. Uh, you know they keep saying there's going to be a Carol and Daryl spinoff. There's also going to be a comedy spinoff coming, apparently. Um, I would love the Carol and Daryl spinoff to be set prior to the zombie outbreak. And what it is, is it's about, and it's not even Norman Reedus and uh, Melissa McBride playing the characters. They're played by younger versions of themselves. And it's about them if, like gathering on accident the skills that make them badass in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> like, oh, see, the problem with that, though, is that part of that for Carol means we it's have to It's a horrifying, to... abusive relationship. Yeah. That's a terrible show to watch. Uh, I'm into it. I'd love it. I, I just, I think that it would be very likely that what we would get is Madison shows up, finds out her kids are dead, looks at Strand's tower, and just walks over and just sets it on fire and walks away. I mean, just birds. <laughs> I don't care if there are innocents in there. If all of you have to die, so Strand dies, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 really very very interested to see to see what the explanation where she has been for all of this time. I'm very interested. 
I, I mean, so there's been a couple of different attempts to make the timeline of, of give a sense of how long Fear the Walking Dead has actually been running in terms of, in terms of their internal clock. And it's not very long. Except, except that you have to accept, uh, even on Fear the Walking Dead, now that Morgan is there, you have to accept Judith Central Standard as the Judith Meantime. Right. Because Morgan didn't leave to go wander the planet like, uh, like you know, Bruce Banner and the Hulk until after uh, they won the the uh, the war with the saviors. Right, but trusting the Walking Dead shows to actually have in in logical internal timelines, all of all the timelines that we've been given have been fan made. They're the ones that are actually have, have established how long things have actually taken. And somebody actually did the math on Fear the Walking Dead, and it's like three years. They haven't even come up. They I mean they're the walking the regular show definitely going on, but but also the first like four seasons of The Walking Dead were like a yeah, year. like yeah, that's yeah, that whole thing. Like maybe two years, yeah. So it's the the timeline is gonna be very curious. So the question is, is how long has Madison actually been missing? Since now we're you know, we know she's coming back, she's not dead, she's been missing. How long has that been going on? How many months? Because I don't think we're looking at even years here. I uh, know, I know it's gotta be years. Um, it, I, I feel like it's gotta be years. Oh, no, you're I'm sure you're right. I'm just saying that the show doesn't have any sense of time. So I don't even I don't I don't think it's gonna be years for them. I don't know. It's going to, it's going to be curious. It'll be, it'll be because I mean, you know, has she been in a coma? Has she been in a ditch? Has she been on a quest to find her true self? Has she been uh, burning a hole through uh, the Commonwealth um, for, you know, months on end? Um, has she been on vacation? Has she been to the spa? Has she been, I mean, I did to the spa. I did try and look up to see where uh, why Alicia was off the show for essentially thirteen episodes, uh, but I don't. I think uh, I could not find uh, a, a proper answer. Whatever she was doing, it was not entertainment related. Well, but also remember that a lot of these shows don't shoot actually in order; they shoot in blocks. So she may have actually just because she hasn't been part of these particular run of episodes um, doesn't mean that she hasn't been, you know, it, how things have been spaced out because a lot of times, you know, we've got episodes that focus on, you know, Dwight and Sherry and Morgan shows up for five minutes. Right. You know, so quite frankly, she the shot all she, like she's been like, she hasn't been in an episode. Like she was in one episode in the last 13 and she was in one episode or two episodes in this 13. Sure. Like, or this, this, Eight. like, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I said. Depending on how, depending on how they blocked it out, um, you know, yeah, they she might have shot... just been back in Australia, be in Australia for a little while. Could have been. They do that. They're allowed to go home. Andrew Lincoln forgot that for a while. I didn't hate the episode. Didn't make me angry. 
No. And like I said, there were some pretty badass things that happened in it. And I really liked. I felt Will fell in love with Alicia like really, really fast. He knew her for about five minutes. Mm-hmm. And she even called it on, called him on it. <laughs> He's like, Alicia, I, I want you to know that I feel it. She's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't tell me that just because I'm dying. Nobody feels anything for anyone anymore. So on the other hand, you know, he'd, he'd been alone for a while and he hadn't, you know, he, he clearly, he didn't mention like, you know, he had a girlfriend back before Teddy's folks showed up and killed everybody. He could have been like, it's a girl. She's so pretty. And I mean, <laughs> he could have just been really lonely. True. Probably. He's an attractive young woman. So, you know. I'm very excited to see what we watch her do next. Because we're we're scamps. <laughs> scamps? Scamps. Maybe Just... we can watch a movie. You know, I've heard really good things about Blood Quantum. Uh, I've heard good things about it as well. I haven't seen it yet. Neither have I. We'll come back to that. Well, folks, you can let us know what you would like us to watch or listen to or read. We talk a lot about the Walking Dead universe because that's how this show got started. That's where it all came from. But it's not the only thing. You can also find uh, previous episodes where we have watched movies and talked about them. We've interviewed folks um, who have been involved with making uh, horror films. And we're all readers and listeners and comic fans. Lovers. (laughs) (laughs) Dustin is... Dustin is the lover. Curtis is the fighter. And, and I'm just here. Um, I think Curtis is a lover too. We're all lovers. Cur- Curtis? Not with each other, but no, no, just that would in general. That'd be weird. Um, although we, we, we've been given good authority that, that Dustin is very cuddly. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've heard that. Yeah. So if you would like to let us know what you'd like us to watch or listen to or read, you can definitely can. You can leave us a comment. Or, you can leave us a- or if you want to be one of our lovers. <laughs> we're all, every one of us, every three one of us would, wouldn't mind having a lover. That's like, that's like uh, the $500 level on Patreon, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So if you've got a comment or a question or... Uh, would like to leave us a rating that would be great comments and ratings do help people find the show no matter what platform you are on and uh, that's always a good thing we love having people listen to the show we do it for fun but you know we want people to have fun with us so let us know what you think and we'll do it again thank you gentlemen appreciate it as always thank you dustin thank you tim thank you curtis thank you tim and again folks thanks for listening we'll see you on our next episode of Zompocalypse Now. Zompocalypse Now is produced and recorded by Timothy Harvey, Dustin Adair, and Curtis Smith for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved. <laughs>